Parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Blog Talk Radio. Hear this, you elders. Listen, all who live in the land. Has anything like this ever happened in your days? Tell it to your children and let them tell it to their children. And their children to the next generation. That is right. This is not a test. It's the... Real thing. My name is Jason Dias alongside... Kiki Culpepper. And this is the ChristCast 2020. Welcome Two generations back. with... One mission. And you can probably tell it is Chamber Mixer Day. Yay! At Chick-fil-A. <laughs> and I had a nice conversation with Hal Leedy, the general manager here at Chick-fil-A yeah, at... West Point Village. And um, Chick-fil-A's big thing now is they're going international. They're wow. actually going to have uh, Chick-fil-A's all over the now world. Now McDonald's is going to have to put up that's some competition. That's right. That's right. And so, uh, in fact, his son Ryan and our buddy Logan are going to be on the opening team for their first international brand up in Ooh, Canada. Canada. Yes, and speaking of international, don't forget, this is the show that you can hear anywhere in the world up to and including... The International Space Station. And, and if you're up there, please tell us. Well, I, I am working on something this week that has to do with the International Space Station, but that news Ooh. is forthcoming. All right, hey. You have to listen in next week. Yes, you got to find out. And speaking of which, we're also starting something new coming up called the Digital Disciples. Students from other schools will be sharing this show with their schoolmates, and in doing so, they will be entered to win a uh, season pass to Schlitterbahn, which is yeah. something that is much valued around here. So if you listen to the show, you'll get entered right. to win a season pass. to win, so that's going to be pretty cool. All right, hey, listen, um, last summer, your mom and I and you went and had lunch at the yes. pizza place right up the road, yes, and when we, we walked out, we discovered this little shop that we didn't know was there, the little <laughs> cigar shop and all oh, yes. yes. I felt that way about this book of the Bible. I was like, what are you? I had no, I, honestly, in Vacation Bible School, we had to memorize all the books of the New Testament, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. I did not know there was a book of Joel in the Bible until so we started this exercise of going through I've all 66 books. I've seen it, books. but I've never really read through it. And i got to tell you, um, it is it is so perfectly adapted for your generation. Folks, this is three chapters. If you read this book yeah. and get a study guide, it explains, it's got everything. It, it's it, one of the most simplest books in the Bible. It is, and it, it's easy to understand. Um, I've really enjoyed it. So we're going to talk about the book of Joel today. So let's talk about where we setting. are historically. Yeah, setting in the Bible. And the answer to that question is nobody really no, knows. No, it's just... See, you may learn everything about Joel, but we never know where he is actually writing the book. We don't know where he is in history. Um, we know he's in, probably in Jerusalem because he mentions it a lot, but we don't know when because he yeah. doesn't reference any king. Some people think it might have been at a time um, there was a king, of a, it was actually a son of a queen during the southern kingdom's reign, 
and he was too young to be the king, so they appointed some of the priests and stuff to make the decisions. Yeah. So that might have been why he didn't. But most people think know. about 800 years before Christ. And what do we know about who wrote the book? Well, you know, Joel wrote the book. He named it after himself. But little is actually known about him. He names his father a few times, but Joel's a really common name yeah. back then. And many biblical scholars suggest Joel may not even be the actual name. It may be like a stage name of yep. some sort. A pseudonym. Or like the name that he was going to be appointed right. once he became king. Yep. And his uh, his his dad's name in Hebrew is also um, can be converted to, to mean Joel. So a lot of people don't know. But that's not so important because that's what I like about this book. We don't know when it was written and he talks about something, the day of the Lord, which we're going to get to in a minute. And we don't know when that's going to happen either. Yeah. So there's some great symmetry to this book. Uh, real quick, before we go to the break, I want to send a quick shout out to all my Desert Storm fellow Desert Storm veterans as we're recording here on the 17th Aww. of January. That's the night the war started. Ooh. So um, I yeah. always enjoy thinking about that great spring break in 1991 where I got to go downrange and uh, get some. Hey folks, when we get back from the Only break... you would get excited about that. <laughs> when we get back from the break, we're going to talk about this fascinating, wonderful book of the Bible, um, the book of Joel, and we'll do it all right after this. Back in 2016, we had the opportunity to interview the CEO of Chick-fil-A Incorporated, Mr. Dan Cathy, and he gave Kiki some career advice. Uh, you just pray, ask God to give you wisdom. I love this verse, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. I quote it often, but it's a great verse for business people. And it says, trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not on your own understanding. Uh, you're never going to figure it out, Kiki. Let me just tell you, you're never going to be smart enough. So just give up and say, God, and then verse 6, it says, in all your ways you acknowledge him and he'll direct your path. And that's worked for us for 70 years, and that would be my advice to you too. All right, that was uh, that was actually Mr. Kathy that you heard there in the break, He's giving so nice. Kiki some uh, career advice, which I, I thought was it. pretty cool. You still have the signed books from him. It was a great, great day. Hey, first, um, let's talk about the book of Joel. Um, the thing he's talking about that you heard us read in the intro is this thing, the locust plague. Yes. For those of you who listened to the show on the book of Exodus, you'll remember, or you won't, that mm. the locust plague is the eighth plague to hit I'm like, Egypt. Exodus was a yeah. while back. <laughs> it was a long time ago. And um, a locust plague just hit Egypt in 2017. These things still happen. Yes. And they're devastating. They ruin crops. They ruin animals. They ruin Everything. the complete society yes, of right. structure. Because, you know, your breakfast is sitting right there. Yes. So if My the, breakfast would not be here. That's right. If the locust came and wiped out this Chick-fil-A, we could go to another Chick-fil-A. Yes. However, during the time of Joel, most agriculture, most farming was to eat the food for the people that lived there. It was subsistence I'm like, they didn't farming. have, yeah. like, Grocery outside, stores. Exactly. Source, outside sources, like, yeah. bringing food in. They... They would only be preparing to save food if they knew they were having a famine That's coming. That's right, and the, and the locusts didn't exactly send a warning. There was Just no like, hey, yes, there was no up. news that night that said, oh, by the way, tomorrow we're expecting a 40% chance of the a locust plague. Yeah. And, we're not weather people. And although, well, yeah, we did it pretty well actually. <laughs> Cheerful on the highway today, locusts. <laughs> but um, when I was reading this. There was one interpretation that I didn't see about this. There are four words that are translated into Greek about the type of locust, the gnawing, the clawing, and then they think they're describing the four stages of the insect, and I think that could be true. But I think, I think Joel, who is depicted in some of the stuff that I saw as an old guy, 
there's something about this book of the Bible that leads me to believe he might have been more wise than he was. Well, younger. I think he might have been a younger guy. The way he talks and the way he writes. And I think what they're talking. I, I believe that locust plague happened, by the way, because they happened all the time. Um, but I do believe that uh, maybe he's talking about generations. There's a lot of there's a lot of references to generations in this book. Yeah. And if, if one generation wipes out the truth of God, the next generation gets even less. The next generation gets even it's less. It's just like a... And then it's, it's all like a gone. Slope. It just decreases It just over decreases. Time. That's right. So uh, pay particular attention when you read about the locust plague in this book. And, of course, we do find Christ in the book of Joel. He talked Joel. He talks about the day of the Lord. The book of Joel describes the day of the Lord, and he says it will be... The day of the Lord when God will defeat evil and sin once and for all and save all of his people from what they are in currently. Yeah. He will bring them back up to that peak that they were originally at. That's right, and and we we kind of had the day of the Lord on um, it was coming up, and uh, these guys that had read all of these books and should have known that Jesus was in fact the Lord and the Messiah, um, just decided well we're going to ignore all of that and conspire okay. with the Romans. The Lord is coming. <laughs> The Lord came, and um, he was ignored, unfortunately. Uh, there's also another great bit of foreshadowing. God pours out his spirit. The book of Joel foreshadows the Holy Spirit and the Pentecost actually coming down to Israel. I, That's right. It's like, even before, Jesus was mentioned all throughout the Bible, but that was one of more recent times that they were mentioning the Pentecost and saying the Holy Spirit Holy changes Spirit. your soul, not necessarily the man. That's right. That's right. See, uh, if you read the book of Acts, you'll hear a great description of Pentecost and the Holy Spirit coming onto Peter and the disciples and the apostles. And again, here we are possibly 800 years before the birth of Christ. And uh, all of this stuff is coming to this beautiful, dramatic conclusion in the New Testament, which we will get to in your later year. Yes, later in the year. There also talks about in the book a new Eden. Joel says that in addition to God's people being restored, God will also restore his creation into a new Eden. Joel 3.18, in that day the mountains will drip new wine. And the hills will flow with milk. It's saying once God comes back, he will restore Eden to its glory. And humans will will be allowed to go back in and be pure, be one with God. Right, you know, we hear so much stuff about the earth is in trouble or whatnot. Folks, let me tell you, we're not weather people or meteorologists, yeah. but I can promise you this uh, God takes care of the planet, God takes care of his perfect creation, and Joel describes a new Eden. But Joel also describes desolate Yes, yes, the, the day of the door doesn't sound so great for everybody. No. You and I are going to be okay, but um, like I said, applying it today, I want you to know that. God remembers everything. Remembers that you everything. Do. God remembers everything. And, and in Joel 3:19, um, he says, "But Egypt will be a desolate desert." And Edom will be a desert waste. That's right. The Edomites, those pesky Edomites. Uh, you remember the story of the twin brothers, um, Esau and Jacob. Esau is born first, sells his birthright. Uh, many people believe um, Esau is the forerunner of what we would call Arab people today. And um, our friend Mrs. Carl had an interesting post over the Christmas break about a documentary she wanted people to watch. And I told her, I don't really need to watch that. If you know people that are so open-minded, um, you need to convert them to Christianity. You don't need to celebrate their faith. You should try to convert them to Christianity. Because if you see somebody running to a cliff and you care about them, what do you do? 
saved them. You saved them. You saved them. And so um, I do. But we should be doing that with everyone, yes. even whether yes. we know them or not. Absolutely. And uh, what I love again about the book is it covers everything from Genesis to Revelation, Joel three twenty. Judah will be inhabited forever. And Jerusalem through all generations. Hey, there's that word again. Two generations with? One mission. And no sneeze. Way to go. Please. <laughs> I just watched Kiki suppress and sneeze. That was really clever. <laughs> School has taught me yes. well. Hey, listen, folks. I really encourage it. It's three chapters. You can read this in the car. You can read this on your way to a soccer tournament. Yeah. Or it, it is a beautiful book. Get a study guide. It, just a great, great book of the Bible. My name is Jason Dias alongside. Kiki Culpepper. And to God be the glory. No practice runs in life.